Hey guys, welcome to another podcast. Um, I am Rami. If you haven't watched or listened to my podcast before, I guess a little bit of background. I'm the founder of 30 restaurants up and down the east coast of Australia. There are 30 of them, 200-seater restaurants, so they're quite big. They serve families and they've got a wide range of menu. But anyway, if you haven't been to one, make sure you get out to one. But that's not the reason for this podcast. And the reason why I bring that up is a lot of things that I'm going to say today during the podcast is going to relate back to the restaurants. Um, and I've just been inspired to do this podcast. Today I had a meeting with a, with a gentleman and a young lady who were talking about, you know, day one and how the business started and they were really diving in to see, you know, what sort of, what motivated me and what made me tick and how I learned how to start the business and what I, you know, right into the day one of me starting the brand Rochez. And the answer I had for them, they said, what is it? What you know? And I said, I'll tell you what it is, what the biggest secret is, it's values. And we started, you know, obviously then I had to explain what values are um, or what, how, what I meant by the word values. Now, I had no formal training in restaurants or even any kind of training. So I had no idea about restaurants, um, cafes, table service, and that's what the restaurants are. They're all table service. Um, um, so they're full dining experiences. The only background I had was Pizza Hut. I was a Pizza Hut driver and I knew how to manage numbers for Pizza Hut and I knew how to make pizzas. And deliver pizzas. That was my that's my background. And then I found myself starting a brand that was a full service. Now, obviously, I had my challenges, but I tell you what got me through and what taught me. It was the values that I was brought up with. So, for instance, I love telling this story where I go. People talk about upselling. For me, upselling was a natural thing, and not because I focus on the dollars and cents. But because of my values and how I was brought up and how my parents brought us up and culture and when we had visitors in our house, when somebody finished a meal, you offered them coffee and dessert. So I didn't need to get trained on that. And I didn't ask, and this is a genius behind it if now you think about it and now that I understand business a lot more and I understand restaurants, I'm you know, 20 plus years into it. You know, The genius in it is, and we try and teach that to our staff today. We, we, we teach them not to say, would you like to have dessert? We teach our staff to say, what are you having for dessert? Yeah, the language is slightly different. Now, the language I used 20 years ago in my restaurant and the language that my staff heard me because I wasn't much of a, I didn't stand there and train people, but the language that my staff heard me use was, what are you having for dessert? Because to me, it, didn't, it wasn't about the dollars and cents again. It was the value I had. And the value was when somebody, when somebody come to our house when we were young, when we were kids, we offered them dessert and coffee after their meal. So and we didn't ask them. We didn't like we didn't ask them if they wanted to have coffee or coffee or dessert. We told them they were having coffee and dessert because that's the right thing to do. When somebody, when a customer walked to the door, um, you know, I didn't walk to the door. I ran to the door. Because when somebody come to my house when I was a kid, we had to run and open the door. As a matter of fact, if we knew they were coming, we would actually wait outside the front door because we want them to feel welcome. And that's values that, again, we learned through my parents. And we all have them. We all have different values that we've been taught on how to, you know, how to treat guests, how to treat our, you know, our siblings, our parents, whatever it is. So the point I'm trying to make there is stick 
to your values. And I've got plenty more examples that I that I would go back to. I'm gonna and I'm gonna really focus, especially for hospitality here, you know. And I'm gonna show you how everything relates back. You give the customer a clean plate, not because you're trained to give a clean plate. It's because again the values, you know. You mop the floors. We all know when we're kids. Before we had visitors, your parents got up. You got up hopefully and helped them as well. You swept. You mopped. You cleaned the couches. You dusted the, the 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 cushions. You see how values have helped me grow my brand. No training, no, fo- and still till today. So I'm talking twenty years down the line. Whenever I make the right decision, it always comes from the gut, and it always comes from my values. And the world pushes us away from that. The world forces us to start focusing on the bottom line. How much profit are we making? And every now and then, I'll get taken down that that rabbit hole. <laughs> I'll get taken down that track. And that's the times when I make the wrong decisions. That is a t- Not only do I make the wrong decision for the customer, but I make the wrong decision for the business and I make the wrong decision for the staff. The staff feel it. The customers feel it. But when I make a decision based on value, everyone is always happy. And guess who else is happy? The bottom line. You make so much more money by focusing on the bottom line. And I would love to give you like, you know, I'd love to grab a piece of paper now and show you like two P&Ls, one P&L showing a decision that I made because I put the businessman hat and I had the CEO and the CFO and the CMO and all those C's around me. And I'd love to show you what that P&L looked like for that decision. I'd love to show you a P&L when I made a decision from value. You know, you live and you learn. And I guess having great values as well, sometimes you pay the price. And if I could help anyone in this podcast, because part of having great values is also listening to other people, also embracing other people's opinion. And sometimes that might take you away from your values because you think you value their opinion too much. The lesson in it for me is if you're making a decision and you've got your CEOs, your CMOs, your CFOs, whatever it is, whoever it is in your team, staff, whoever it is, when they finish and they give you an opinion, ask them, where does that idea come from? What is the intention behind it? People are not silly. One of the biggest successes I had, one of the biggest successes and when my back was up against the wall and I had, um, you know, we faced losing the business that we built for 20 years overnight, you know, as a result of COVID and, and the rest of it. The first decision I make, and I'll never forget that decision because I keep on telling that story over and over and over again. There was no time for me to, to think and logically write down what I'm going to do and, and, you know, and speak to people and call people. I wanted to make an instant decision. So the instant decision I made obviously come from the gut. And it might sound like an impulsive thing. A lot of people think it's an impulsive. It's not an imp- Well, it might be impulsive. That might be the correct word. But the correct word is, or where it came from, was it came from the gut. It came from my true values. And I want to share this quickly with those guys, with people listening and, and watching. And I want to explain what it was. My instinct, my instinct told me, and I went straight to my CEO, <laughs> and I said to him, how much money do we have in the bank? And he told me. Yeah, and that resulted in keeping the business open. Sorry, and the reason I asked that question, I asked him specifically. I said, "How much money?" And he told me, 
and then the next thing I ask him, so how long can we keep our staff employed with that much money, thinking that we're not going to make any more money, thinking that our business was dead, but how long do we have to fight for, all right, by keeping the business open and hopefully working it out with our staff to get the business back on its feet, yeah, so this was as a result of the lockdown with COVID, and he told me it was 10 to 12 weeks, so what he had told me was we can, can everyone employed, everyone can still take the same paycheck home for the next 10 to 12 weeks. Let me tell you, no businessman will make that decision. As a matter of fact, no MBA will tell you to do that. What do you got in your head, rocks? You're happy to sacrifice everything, what little money you have to keep your staff employed? What about you? Forget about you. Forget, let's not be, the intention of every businessman is to keep their business open. And what I mean is to, to look after the brain, whatever brain they've got, whether they're CEO or a founder or whatever. And that's why everyone closed down. Especially when you're 100% dining business and the government said you can't dine in anymore. It just makes no sense. But it does when you follow your values. When you follow your values, it made 100% sense to me. There was zero question. I can't even believe people come to me at a very high caliper and said, aren't we closing? To me, like it was like, are they, have they lost their marbles? Now that I've been able to step back, it's a year on, um, 13 months on, 12, 12 and a half months on. Now that I could step back and I could look, I see what they were saying. Because every single MBA, not that I even know what it looks like, every single degree in business, every single commerce, whatever, economic degree, whatever, will tell you, close down. And that's a massive, like when I think and I, and I, and I think of that day and that decision, and then I start um, having, if you like, flashbacks and start thinking of decisions that I've made that have been critical to our business over the years. They have all come back to one thing the values that I have and we all have them we all have our values so don't let your values get suppressed by thinking about the dollar symbol yeah the dollar symbol the dollar will come but if you put dollar above values your customers will sniff it your staff will sniff it your business will sniff it you will sniff it. You'll no longer have energy because you're working against your soul. You're no longer you. You're not being fair to your brand. And I challenge, and there's people, don't get me wrong, and I could think of other businesses and maybe they do get away with it. But I'll tell you one thing, it's not done with high integrity. That money is never made with high integrity. I do business, I do business with plenty of other organisations. And I challenge. And I challenge. And we have a lot of successful entrepreneurs. You know, Australia is a new country. We have a lot of young entrepreneurs coming through this, this, you know, this country of ours right now. And I'll put them all in a room. Or you think of an entrepreneur that you know. And think about the decisions they're making and how they're making those decisions. And you work out for yourself how the brilliant decisions that are made have come solely from their values. Look, and to anyone starting, I guess, that was my sort of background to, and that was sort of my um, 
what do you call it? My uh, my word for the day or my uh, I don't know my um, is that is that the right my word my uh, my thing for the day. So anyone who's starting anything, you know, above everything, above your business plan, above your your finances, above your location, above what business you're getting into, write down your values for me. I've applied values today to hospitality and how I learned it, but I could do it to any other business as well. If I'm selling a car in a car yard, sell it with values. Actually, I'm going to go down a different rabbit hole as uh, Beth taught me. I'm going to take you somewhere else. Let's walk away from hospitality. Let's walk to an industry I don't even know. Let's be a car salesman. And I know which person you buy your car from, the guy you feel comfortable with. The person who relates to you and somehow you feel that he's taking your values on board. When he asks you the right question, you know, he might be trained even. I'm sure it's trained. But the person who will excel in car sales is the person that does it with the correct values. So the questions they will ask you is, how much are you driving a day? How many people are sitting in your car? Why? If it's coming from the right place, you'll feel it too because he wants to help you. Because the values that person has is to help people. He wants to help you with his experience for you to make the right decision. Because that's one of the values that he carries, he or she carry. You know, to help someone buy correctly. If your friend was buying, you would help your friend. If you were an expert in something, you'd help your friend buy correctly. So, what size car? How many people you, how many passengers are you going to have? What are you going to do on your weekend? You know, how much boot space do you need? What's your plan in the next five years? Are you going to have kids? It comes from a place where they care. And that's who you end up buying from. You know, and like what I said, you could take your imagination to any kind of um, industry you want. They're the, they're the two or three industries that just come to mind. Um, I guess that's it. I think I've said enough to sort of help people sort of understand um, a little bit on what to do if they're starting their business and not to let their values die because that's the most important thing in business. Um, till next time, till next time I have another idea, um, I'll see you then. Till then, have a good time.